Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox, and welcome to 2024. Today, we discuss the hesitation that sits in the pit of your stomach when we discuss decentering men. But before we get started, please feel free to like, subscribe, and follow. It is a free way to help boost my content so that more women can experience their freedom too. So let's get started. Recently, I've been reading the book, The Courage to be Disliked. And in the book, the author talks about teleology, which helps one explain actions and behavior by the purpose they serve and not the cause by which they arrive. Basically, the philosophy is that all choices, whether you act or do not act on them, they serve a particular purpose in your life. I'll give an example of that. A person is trying to be their version of healthy, but they are not taking any actions. They're not trying to learn about food. They're not um, trying to work with their food addiction. They are not working out. Instead, they continue to do the same routine that they've been doing, and they feel bad about themselves because in their mind, nothing is working. Using this example, teleology asks you to think about the purpose that inaction serves. So we're not thinking about the cause. Why are they, why is, you know, why do they like unhealthy food? We're not thinking about that. We're asking ourselves, what does this inaction serve? Why are they doing this? What does that, what does it serve? So Not doing what's needed to be done to be your version of healthy keeps you comfortable. You can be your status quo. You can stay in your norm. It makes sure you don't have to sacrifice anything because we all do not want to sacrifice anything. But if something is delicious and something is tasty, you by not taking those steps, by being inactive in the steps to take you to your version of healthy, you don't have to sacrifice anything. You can keep your short term pleasures. You can rest and live in whatever way you want to without having to be present or mindful. It keeps you safe or away from the unknown, which can cause immense anxiety. Basically, inaction serves a purpose. And that list is a multitude of purpose purposes that it may serve, that that inaction may serve. So when I think about teleology and decentering men, I think about the many women who have hesitation around that thought, around that idea, and around that process. And I ask myself, what purpose does that hesitation serve? Who is it protecting? What is it doing? What is it comforting? And and why would someone hold on to censoring men? Why would that be an option for them? And I came up with a couple of reasons. It's not an extensive list. It's just something to think about whenever you personally feel the hesitation arise or if you are talking to friends or associates who don't agree and don't align with you when it comes to decentering men, maybe some of these 
these thoughts and these uh, points, maybe they will help you develop a little bit of compassion towards women who don't want to decenter men. So the first reason why there may be hesitation and the first purpose that it may serve is that it alleviates the anxiety associated with uncertainty. When you stick to what you know, you have solutions prepared for any problem that arises, or at the very least, you know what to expect. And all of us know men because we've heard the stories from women around us. We've experienced them ourselves. We are indoctrinated by the same patriarchal society. And we've also heard stories from women don't, that we did not even know on social media, on TikTok, on X, on all the social platforms. We hear and experience this, these stories. So the guessing game is not as hard as living a life where men aren't centered or even thought about in your role. Think about it. You don't have to think as much because there is a multitude of self-help books that teach you about men, how to please men, how to think about men. But when we're talking about how to live in a world where men aren't centered or even thought about in your world, that is few and far in between. So it's very hard to prepare for that because we barely have models. It's frowned upon or society does not support this and is not a topic that is as talked about as men. So when women do hesitate to decenter men, it may be because it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know which is, just, is to say that it may be easier to understand what you're getting into and make preparations for it because it's something that you already know. You've already been around that pers- that topic. You've experienced it. There's books. There's family members that can teach you about it. And so you don't have to face that uncertainty and the anxiety um, that you would face If you were living a life that is not the norm, that is not the status quo, that does not have models and that doesn't have uh, media that shows you what this life lives like, looks like. Number two, that hesitation, that will and want to center men is it, it could be driven by. Or the purpose it may serve is that it stops you from grieving a dream you've had since you were a little girl. Our society instills in us little girls that the ultimate moment in our life is marriage. The pinnacle of success is a family. The happiness starts once we fulfill our womanly roles. So we hold on to that idea, romanticize it, imbue it with fantasy and fairy tales and hope that one day we experience our true happiness. But as we grow, we get evidence that contradicts this story. We learn that happiness resides within us, that joy can be reached at any time, that men do not give us value, nor are they inherently, uh, nor do they inherently enhance our lives. And as we grapple with this new evidence, we are asked to do one of the two things. We can either one, live in delusion and hope that patriarchy that taught us doesn't seep too deep into the partner we are hoping for. Or two, we can give up the dream and grieve what was sold to you. 
And when you're thinking about that choice, those choices, most choose one because who wants to let go of the fairy tale and the idea that one day Prince Charming will show up? Who wants to grieve that dream? Furthermore, who even shows or have showed the joy or glee of giving up that fairy tale? We don't see women who let go of men in the media and their life is prosperous. And when I talk about prosperous prosperity, I'm talking about not just money. I'm talking about their life, their lifestyle, their emotions, their feelings, their happiness, their joy. We rarely see women in the media, women in books who let that fairy tale go and start thriving. Who shows the fun and happiness of this choice? What example do we have as a woman who lives for herself and derives joy from that? And the question to the answer to that question is no one. It's it's a barrier. We barely have those answers. We've just started really thinking about them. So it makes sense that there is hesitation behind those the decision to let go of men of the fairy tale. No one wants to grieve that dream. No one wants to give up the dream that they've had since they were a kid. And also, who wants to feel like they aren't special enough to have their Prince Charming? Because that is a lie that's often sold to us. If we don't have the man that we desire, if we don't, if we let go of the dream and grieve, we are told to, that we should that we should not feel special about ourselves, that we aren't special enough because if we were special, we would have a man. And so we hold on and we decenter men, but but barely or maybe we decenter men and we feel sad and melancholic. So this is the number two reason or the number two purpose that it may serve as to why people hold on to men as tightly as they do. And number three is that it's easier to tie yourself to men than to build your self-esteem without them. When a man gives you attention, it can make you feel good. And some women use that feeling as a means for self-esteem. When their self-esteem drops, They find a man to give it back to them. When they aren't feeling great, they find a man. When they need some sort of affirmation, they find a man, even if that man is a horrible person or not worth a damn. So giving up a man would mean that they would have to build their self-esteem on their own. That means that they would have to find things they like about themselves. That means that they would have to stop distracting themselves accept themselves as they are right now, be comfortable with the shadowy parts of themselves and love it all. And we all know that this is not an easy task. And sometimes it's not even fun because if it were, everyone would have done it already. So some women refuse to decenter men or they hesitate to do it or they won't let go of men because the cycle of validation for men is easier than actually building true self-worth. So these are my three points. And I hope this helped open your eyes to your hesitation or your friend's hesitation with this information. Um, because with this information, we can give them compassion. We can give them compassion. We can understand why 
it may take some time for them to get there. Why? Despite it being a very healthy choice for themselves that people may not want to do it. Maybe that can help. Maybe the background, the purpose that it serves, the reason why can can give you some insight into people around you or your community. So on that note, you guys, please take care. And if you have any questions or you want to follow up with this on this episode, please reach out to Charlie at charliestoolbox.com. You all take care. Bye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.